Welcome everybody. My name is Alexander Greb. I am the Customer Advisory Lead S4HANA Strategy at SAP and you are listening to the SAP Experts Podcast. In our series, How to Build Crisis Resilience and Win in the Recovery, we already covered the topic CIO, Strategy, HR and Supply Chain Management. Today, we will take a look at the perspective of the CFO with the return of Christian Straub, Head of Customer Advisory Finance at SAP. We will talk about how the shock and recovery phases impact the topics of a CFO, what are the capabilities that are needed within these phases and how they are accomplished. This episode of the SAP Experts Podcast. Hi Christian. Hey Alex, how are you my friend? Great to have you back. Thank you. Um, let's start with a look back a few years to the last big economic downfall we had. During the financial crisis in 2008, CFOs in many enterprises were frantically looking, of course, for cash. And those enterprises who came out of this situation best were often those who had this kind of transparency concerning their assets and that had the tools to work with it. So do you think we are, of course, those crises are different, but do you think we are now in, or CFOs are facing a similar situation and are the same capabilities necessary again? Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, uh, you went uh, back quite far, right? Crises are different, as you said, but I mean, the, the same pattern applies in a sense that, you know, you need to react immediately in a few aspects, such as, you know, in, ensuring business continuity and financial health of your organization. So being on the survival side of the crisis. And then second, you know, you have to think about what is the root cause of the crisis? How did I got impacted? And you have to adapt to avoid, you know, further damage, respectively. You want to come out stronger out of the crisis by adapting to the new reality. And these are the two main buckets, I think, that I see there. When you, we are talking for the impact for the CFOs and the topics of the agenda that now the CFO have, um, what are the relevant terms for, let's say, the first phase of the crisis that we define as the shock part of it and the second phase, uh, which we may call the recovery part? Yes. Uh, so the first bucket, right, when it's about financial health and business continuity, of course, centers a lot around uh, ensuring liquidity, ensuring financing, and optimizing your working capital. And of course, let's say measures and KPIs to look at different uh, differ a bit between the industries and also by the uh, impact that you got from the crisis. Uh, but liquidity, as you said, cash is king. So analyzing Where is my cash, right? Uh, where are my liquidity sources? Do I have stable financing options? And then also forecasting that. How is it going to develop throughout the next month and maybe one or two years? Because as you do know, no one knows uh, how the crisis is going to further develop. So strength on the analysis and strength on the modeling and the forecasting of liquidity uh, is the first and immediate and ultimate thing uh, to look at. And second, in terms of the short-term reaction, you know, is then when you look at these liquidity sources, which is basically cash in and cash out at the end of the day, you want to optimize uh, those sources. So you want to optimize cash collection mechanisms. You want to optimize working capital. So that involves also inventories the, and DPO, for example. So, uh, you know, starting certain optimization processes and process analysis to make sure as you go along through the next month in the crisis, you're going to survive and have better transparency links into the first step of analyzing the situation. And that's basically the immediate reaction that you have to show. 
So to, to sum this up, first phase means housekeeping activities, know where your assets are, know what your situation is, um, being able to build scenarios and to, to, to plan for the future. Absolutely, right. Um, and then, you know, then there's this second bucket that we uh, or that I just mentioned, which is adapting to the new way of working. And we have to see that when a CFO has to adapt to the new way of working, it means that his finance organization itself has to adapt. Um, and then second, you have to adapt to the changing supply chain and the changing business models. So when you talk about supply chain resilience, that impacts the CFO as well. Uh, now, starting with the finance organization, maybe, right? Uh, you have to look at an entire organization working remotely. Yeah? So you have to look at the virtual close. I just saw today, and that's maybe a nice example, the CFO of Allianz Insurance, one of the biggest insurance companies in the world, mentioning that they achieved their first ever remote close, right? So fully virtualized close, which means that you need to be able to orchestrate your closing tasks, right? To monitor what people are doing and to automate whatever you can automate so you run smooth through a process where usually you sit next to each other or quite close, right? And can align on certain aspects using Excel spreadsheet or the plan that you attach to the wall, right? So virtual closes, I think, a good example uh, to look at and and something that's that everybody would, would recognize as a as a topic to act on. But then also the second thing is uh, that's important for finance organizations is the aspect of compliance, right? there's a tremendous impact on how you run processes and that always opens windows for fraud, for attacks from external or internal of your company, right? So monitoring the processes against fraud, uh, but also looking at, you know, are new suppliers coming in and so on and so forth? Am I compliant with trade regulations? These are things that you need to look at next to topics such as, hey, uh, you know, um, am I consistent with regards to data accesses? Um, can anyone take benefit of a virtualized world in accessing data sources that you could not do before, right? Uh, so all of these compliance aspects, I think, are important as well. You mentioned the relevance of adjustments in the supply chain for the CFO. Can you elaborate on that? Yes, I think this is an important one, right? Um, finance, obviously, is the value flow that mirrors the goods flow. Therefore, adaptions in the supply chain usually also impact how finance is working. And let's maybe look at three examples in that context. First, we have seen now in the crisis a lot of move towards new channels, towards online business, right? So a different way to address your customer, a different way of selling goods to your customers, maybe with less, less intermediaries, right? Um, you have different ways of billing. You have maybe subscription business models in that context, in this online business. And of course, you have different ways of payments, so digital payments. And all of these adjustments in the chain of addressing the customer, right, the order to cash process, impact your financial back office processes and therefore have to be reflected on the financial side. Or let's look at the, all the area of trading uh, with goods, right? If you have new suppliers that you bring in, you have to do blacklist screening. You have to make sure that from a compliance perspective, you don't trade with the wrong guys. Um, or when you look at certain sanctions with regard to export of goods, right? So medical goods that are not allowed to be exported to other countries, right? You need to make sure you're compliant and clean with those regulations. So a strong impact on accounting and compliance processes as well. And maybe the last one that I think is very transparent and important is all the push now towards better planning in the supply chain so you better control demand and supply and your inventory levels, therefore optimizing working capital. All of that, of course, has to link with the financial plans so you 
in a right way can reflect liquidity and can reflect revenue impacts and so on and so forth from your change in the end-to-end planning cycle. So I think these are three examples that nicely represent how supply chain resilience and activities in this area really do impact the CFO and his organization. When, when we put this together and we are looking at these, let's say, the big capabilities that are needed, um, and if you are now in the role of a CFO, what would be, let's say, the three most important capabilities you should have at hand to come out of the situation as best as possible? Well, the first thing is really the uh, transparency um, that we discussed with regards to all operational and financial key figures to really see where am I, what is the impact across the entire organization. And then the second thing is the adaptability to the crisis, right? We talked about being able to run a virtual close, being able to react to uh, supply chain changes, uh, monitoring trade uh, regulation changes, ensuring compliance in my processes. So the adaptability of my process framework to the new um, uh, to the new reality uh, would be the second thing. And the third thing is, um, at the end of the day, the ability to simulate through your entire value chain so you can look at what are the scenarios that might come up and how will it be impacted throughout the next month or years to come. So how can we help in this way? Or what is, let's say, our... As SAP, our specific role in supporting the CFO in this specific situation? So I think we, uh, you know, should be a supplier of trust uh, to, to all of our customers. Um, a lot of the transactions, the majority of the transactions in the world run through our systems. Uh, so we have the, um, really the um, obligation to um, help those businesses now in the current world. And I think we live up to that obligation. Uh, but also, of course, we have the capabilities in our hand to come up with fast responses. And that's why we have offers available where we can you know, come up with fast process adaptations and changes. And these transparency uh, aspects that I just mentioned, we can deliver those through cloud-based solutions, for example, very fast to our clients so that they can react and adapt to the crisis. If you look at the, let's say, huge portfolio, of course, which is available in that area um, or the possibilities in that area, what would you say are those things which help you on the short term so that you can say, do this now and this helps you now already in this crisis? What are these things and what would be the other things where you would say, okay, you can do these things now too, but they may be, let's say, more helpful on a mid to long-term basis this may be let's say too late for now if you have not yet done it yet this may be something which brings you maybe better in a better position for the next crisis which will probably come within the next few years but it's probably too late to help you now so what are the short-term things that can be done and what are the things you would say are more of a long-term kind Yeah, well, I mean, uh, that's a good question. I mean, we have aligned really with the, the big partners that we have, right? The big fours and all the others. We have looked at what would be the packages, you know, and the fast responses that we can deliver, not just from a product, from a software point of view, but also with corresponding services so you can really deliver these aspects. And looking at these two, the two categories that we discussed, right? On the immediate reaction side, we have strong capabilities on analyzing the financial KPIs, liquidity, analyzing working capital, and then also the capabilities to adapt basically uh, corresponding processes to improve 
the cash collection processes, credit management, uh, and, and other measures, uh, everything around liquidity. So we have really strongly looked at working capital and liquidity. Um, and you can be very fast on delivering that. At the same time, looking at how you adapt to the crisis, we have also shaped offers around you know, the virtual close, right? So you're able to very fast ramp up a virtual close in your organization, right? Or that you're able to very fast analyze your compliance setup and make sure you know you can run your processes in a fully compliant manner, even though you're completely virtualized. So we have strong capabilities in those areas that we basically, together with strong partners, can deliver very fast. And then when we look at you know uh, the the long-term horizon, and that's I think what's important to me um, at the end of the day. Whatever you do now in terms of fast steps uh, in reaction to crisis. And these steps should be in consistency with your target transformation model that you have outlined potentially earlier, right? Where you think, well, how am I going to operate in the future? And that relates, of course, to changing business models uh, and similar. And this, of course, might take then some more structural investments into your, you know, ERP landscapes and whatever. Uh, so important that what you do in a fast step uh, mode, right, where you can take uh, fast moves that needs to be in consistency with your structural changes that you will apply, so consistency with your transformation plan. When we look to the new normal, probably this crisis will change us, will change the way we do business and the way we see things. Um, what, how would you say your new normal would look like? What would be different about the topics we discussed like in a few months than compared to pre-crisis and what remains important? So I think um, now in crisis, right, certain things got prioritized over the others, right? Um, and that's naturally due to the external impacts and changes, right? So being able to survive and then adapting to the virtual world and adapting to changes in the supply chain and similar. Um, so certain things got prioritized, but maybe the trigger for those changes, they were there even before crisis, right? Because you know, we have seen changes in industries and so on and so forth uh, before. Uh, but what remains important, and that's what I said, is that you, if you really want to be able to adaptively, uh, to flexibly adapt your business, to, to simulate end-to-end, -end, right, you need to have an integrated goods and value flow, and that's basically an intelligent enterprise. So the strategy of having end-to-end -end processes where different capabilities talk to each other and understand each other on a finance side, on the logistics side, on procurement side, and so on and so forth, right? That is, I think, still relevant and absolutely key. So as companies move to the next stage of strategic change, right, I think the idea of the intelligent enterprise and an integrated goods and value flow uh, remains absolutely valid. So for the CFO, the, let's say, basic topics are the same, but the reasons for it may have become clearer and more transparent than ever before. Absolutely. You get a jumpstart now to the new world, right? You'll get forced to uh, be fast and changing, you know, so it's a really a facilitator in adapting to a new world. I think that that's what we see there. The good thing is, right, to, to maybe end this uh, um, talk also in a very positive way, we have all the recipes in our hand, right? Companies are very resilient. People are very resilient. Um, we can work together with all our clients. We have the responses uh, to the challenges that we face, and together we can make it. Perfect. Christian, thanks a lot. Thank you very much, Alex. It has been a pleasure. Have a great day. Bye-bye.